Community updates on Purbeck Coast. More now on this week's Swanage Town Council meeting in which there was much discussion about Swanage's threatened ambulance car. The Dorset Clinical Commissioning Group is denying an unconfirmed report that the decision has already been taken to scrap it. Town Councillor Debbie Monkhouse was at the meeting and proposed a key motion. She's been telling our Coastal Ways reporter Ian Harkness what happened in the council chamber on Monday. We had three members of the public speaking up in public participation time. Um, We have Mel Norris, who's the chair of Swanage Area Forum, and he mentioned an incident last week where somebody fell off a ladder and waited five hours for an ambulance um, to arrive. Um, And he spoke about the different functions that the ambulance car covers. So it covers, it's an emergency response and often our first response because we're some distance away from the rest of the county on a bit of a limb. Um, So it's an emergency response. It does back up home visits for the GPs when they're too busy to do them. The ambulance car treats 50% of people at the scene, which saves on very stretched double crewed ambulance resources that don't have to be used taking people to hospital or tied up when the ambulance car could deal with it. And it also provides a service overnight. So we were given that service in 2008, basically for agreeing to the closure of the cottage hospital overnight. And we were given that service in perpetuity. So it's quite surprising to find that it's now under threat. So those are the things that Mel spoke about and he also commented that he felt that the ambulance trust and the clinical commissioning group are playing poker with each other over who's going to fund the service um, when it's actually you know residents lives that are at risk here and our backup that we urgently need to retain. Um, Thelma Deacon spoke up she put in the Freedom of Information Act request Thelma's, as you know, a presenter on Perbet Coast. She's also an ex-nurse of 30 years. She put in a Freedom of Information Act request and probably the headlines that came back were that in 2019, we asked about 2019 because we thought it would be a more normal year. Um, The ambulance cars attended 996 call-outs just in Swanage, Worth, Langton and Studland. That doesn't include call-outs to call from wider Purbeck because the car covers Purbeck. And of those 996, more than half were category one to three emergencies. And when it comes down to category one to two, where there's risk of life, category one is actually stop breathing, heart stop beating. Um, So when it comes down to category one to two, where there's risk to life, it averages out 35 call-outs per month that the ambulance car attended. So it's a very serious um, loss. Um, Also, I'll just briefly mention the Clinical Commission Group are on record in 
Dorset Council Health Scrutiny Minutes as promising that our ambulance resources here would not be reduced and that they would be increased because of the plans to close A&E and maternity at pool. So we're absolutely non-plast fine. We're having to fight to retain some of the services that we currently have. That seems to be the position we're in. Finally, Chris Brady spoke up. He's the chair of Swanage and Purbeck Semicolons, which is bowel cancer survivors group. Um, and he spoke, he lives in East Stoke, and he spoke about people needing, you know, conditions declining and people suddenly needing help. And he also spoke about visitors, um, as well as kind of, I think it's about 48,000 people live in Purbeck. So that car is serving quite a big demographic. Um, in 2019, we had 3.7 million day visitors to Purbeck. And quite a lot of the people who come back on the petition for the ambulance car are in fact visitors, people who regularly holiday here, who are horrified at the thought that our ambulance resources are going to be reduced and poor A&E and emergency is going to go. It makes them feel less safe about coming on holiday here. And we rely, apart from the fact we want our holiday makers to be safe, we rely on our holiday makers for our economy here. That is our main economy. So I hope that gives you a bit of a flavour. Then when it got to the motion, these things are always a bit complicated. I'd submitted a motion and then I'd subsequently realised and discussed um, with other councillors on the Emergency Health Services Working Party that really it's not just a matter of sending emails to the CCG and the Ambulance Trust and waiting for a response, sometimes for months. Um, it, it, you know, we need to urgently meet people. We need to understand what funding there is available from where, what the shortfall is, and we need to think about what can be done. I mean, obviously we feel the NHS should fund this service in a nutshell. Um, it's ridiculous. But if it's a question of losing it, then we need to look at every possible option. Um, so I put in an amendment about needing a meeting and there was some discussion about whether we should involve the RMP um, because one member felt that RMP had got a promise from the clinical commissioning group that we would be engaged with before anything happened, but we've got reason to be sceptical about that promise because we hear from other avenues, including indeed our own local um, uh, Perbet GPs who kind of fall under the CCG, that um, th there have been discussions about it being removed from the 1st of April. Um, so we felt we still need our, we do very much need our MP to stand up for us. Um, and, you know, obviously he's got some um, power that we may not have. Um, there's also a question of if they engage with us, how meaning, what will that be exactly and what say will we really have? Because we have experience, uh, 37,000 people signed the petition to save Paul A&E and maternity and the clinical commissioning group just discounted the signatures. So it's kind of like, what are we going to do when they engage with us to exert influence? 
And what will we do if despite the community saying, because we know the community is going to say, don't take the car away. What will we do if despite us making that very clear, they still plan to take the car away? So clearly we do need, we need a strategy and we need our MP. Can you clarify what the motion said and what it means for the council? Let me read you the motion. Swanage Town Council recognises that the retention of the paramedic car is vital for Swanage and that its removal will be a threat to the lives of local people. I think that's a key statement in it. We think that the removal of the car is a threat to Swanage residents' lives. And then we resolve to make every effort, which involves speaking to the Ambulance Trust, the clinical commissioning group, the Perbet GPs and our MP. But we basically want to see if some, we cannot agree some way forward to, to protect residents' lives and residents' and visitors' lives. Was the motion passed unanimously? Yes. And your reaction to the fact that it was passed unanimously, your reaction to the comments of last night's meeting? I thought that the people who spoke in public participation time um, did really well. Um, I welcome the support of all my fellow town councillors and the hard work starts now, which is really trying to get a meeting, an urgent meeting with these various groups all around the Zoom table at least, and trying to find some way forward really before the car is taken away. Are you worried that the uh, a decision has already been taken? Swanage Town Council reached a view to fight for the ambulance car probably a year ago. But what is driving the matter now? And, and because of our involvement, we lobbied health scrutiny. Health scrutiny went back to the clinical commissioning group. We met with SWAST a year ago. Um, there's been a kind of uneasy truce where we're not quite sure what's happened about the funding, but some kind of paramedic car service has been retained for the town over the last year. But what's happening now is the noises that we hear is that is, is, is coming to an end. They're, those are the noises that we hear from a range of sources, including the public GP lead um, imminently. And, uh, Therefore, we are afraid that a decision has already been taken and that this engagement that we've been promised by the Clinical Commissioning Group is, is, is a paper exercise. So we're worried it is actually going in very soon and that the decision has already been taken, yes. We're also, um, just for people in Swanage, we would really welcome people offering to put up garden stakes, to put posters in their windows. We've got a lot of publicity together. We're collecting people's stories of what the paramedic car has meant to them. We've probably got kind of 20, 30 odd so far. And because we want to make as big a show as we can of how important the car is to us. And we don't want to be quiet while a life-saving service that we need is removed from us. Whose responsibility is it to pay for and commission the ambulance car? The Clinical Commissioning Group funds all health services. However, with, from within the budget that the Clinical Commissioning Group had given them, the South West Ambulance Trust was allocating some money towards the car. How much of the funding for the car was allocated by the Ambulance Trust and how much 
was separate funding from the CCG? We're really not too clear. I think the CCG believed the Ambulance Trust would maintain the car because the overall pot of money that went to the Ambulance Trust was increased by about a million, and that isn't a lot for an Ambulance Trust covering the whole of the South West. Um, but, and I think some secondhand vehicles were bought from somewhere. So the CCG believed that the resources here would be safe but the ambulance trust say their algorithm shows it may be need, more needed elsewhere. And that's how they decide where to allocate their resources. So it's become a fight between the CCG having made a promise, but presumably not wanting to give the ambulance trust any more money. Um, and the ambulance trust saying that they have other priorities in terms of the allocation of that car. So the CCG, the Clinical Commissioning Group, is having to uh, work it out between themselves and the Swanage Ambulance uh, and the Southwest Ambulance Trust as to as to what happens to this car. That, that that's quite a confusing state of affairs, isn't it? Well, I think we can tell from what the Perbeck GP lead said, or we've got a very good idea how they were planning to do that. And basically what they were planning to do was SWAS would just have the car back for their general use. It wouldn't be allocated here for an emergency response here. We would lose the emergency response. And the part of the car's work that is back up for GP home visits would be funded by the clinical commissioning group. And the GPs will be asked to put their own service in place to support their home visits but it wouldn't be an emergency service. The Perbet GP League was very clear about that. And they, they don't do emergency service. That's not part of their remit. They don't have staff who, who do that. They're not paramedics. And mm. so basically a decision appears to have been moved towards, which means we would lose the emergency response, which is the very part of the car's work that the clinical commissioning groups promise to health scrutiny relates to. Now, the Dorset Clinical Commissioning Group have been quite categoric. Uh, they released a statement only this week saying that no decision has yet been taken and won't be taken until they are happy that the needs of local people down here are being met and that they have consulted with stakeholders and representatives. Uh, but. Uh, uh, I would imagine that uh, you're still sceptical about that, are you? Well, well, extremely, extremely sceptical because they seem to have said something quite different to the Perpec GP lead in asking him to put a, a replacement service for GP home visits in place by the 1st of April, um, which he said he can't do. It will take him three to six months. Um, however, when I asked him, do you think the paramedic car will be maintained until you can put that service in place. He said he, he couldn't say that it would. That was how, it, how, how he phrased it. So, I mean, of course, we would love to meet with what we would like is to sit down in a Zoom meeting with the clinical commissioning group, the Ambulance Trust and the Perbet GP lead, and to fully understand who's funding what at the moment, what the costs of the service are, what any shortfall is, and then so that we've got something to understand whether they can fund it, 
out of their existing resources or if they can't, what the shortfall is, whether they're prepared to make up any of that shortfall and what any other options may be to try and make up that shortfall, which, you know, we would need to be creative. Are there any alter alternatives that have been discussed and made public so far to uh, to replacing the ambulance car but keeping the same service? No, there don't appear to have been any that have been discussed. I mean, obviously, if they want to replace it with a double crewed ambulance, you know, we would, you know, expect we'd probably be happy with that. However, we would need to think about that because at least in name, the Purbeck and the Swanage and Purbeck car is based here and allocated for Purbeck. It doesn't take people to hospital. So it should stay in Purbeck and be available to people in Purbeck. And with the loss of services from Paul, people, especially at this end of Purbeck, are going to be particularly hardly hit, hard hit. So the trouble with a double crewed ambulance is it could be called out to Dorchester and be out of Purbeck all day. It could take someone from Dorchester to Paul or to Bournemouth. And obviously ambulance is going to be out a lot longer because even if they're based here, they're going to have to go to Dorchester or Bournemouth, not Paul in future and then they're going to have to wait to offload the patients and then they're going to have to get back here and if there's an emergency en route they will be diverted off so how much time double crewed ambulances based in Swanage actually spend attending to the residents of Swanage and Purbeck is 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 a big question whereas at least nominally that is what the car is supposed to do so it's not a simple quid pro quo you know, a double crewed ambulance is like a car only better. It, it's a bit more complicated than that because we're not really sure how much access we actually get to our own double crewed ambulance. So as a result of your successful motion yesterday being passed by the council, does that mean then that the next step is that uh, Swanage Town Council is calling for a meeting with uh, the clinical commissioning group along with the MP along with the Southwest Ambulance Service Trust to thrash this out? Um, I think not necessarily with our MP. I think we'll meet with our MP and discuss strategy. But I think what, what the Town Council would need to do in terms of having all the stakeholders in one room is to have the Clinical Commissioning Group, the Ambulance Trust and the Perbet GPs. They have previously indicated that they could potentially put some funding towards maintenance of the car. They've got their own budget. Are you hopeful? Determined, I think is a better word. Out and about in the community with Purbeck Coast.